Big brownie energy. episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Woo! Oh, yeah. That was like yeah, one of the cleanest ones in a long time. Yeah. Yes, Brett yelled I, at us we, first. Have we finally gotten this down? <laughs> no, because it fell apart instantly. Oh. <laughs> this doesn't count. We it's, already made it through. It's like episode yeah. 122 now, I think. 123. I don't know. Aww. Fans, tell us. 123 young. Well, like they're counting. Yeah. It, it's fun to go on. <laughs> We're on not the, even uh, counting. The Libsyn thing and be like, how many downloads? And then like calculate out just how many like human weeks or years people have been like wasting listening to our show. It's Excuse a it's a lot. Excuse me. You take that back. <laughs> we are not a waste. <laughs> he only has the right to say that because he is the only one on the podcast that listens. <laughs> Do it. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I listen. I just don't read the the note, the liner notes or whatever. So, which I feel like I should. You probably put a lot of work into those. They're pretty uh, great. They're usually. jokes. They're I jokes. do read those. Well, but but yes, go ahead. We have a guest who we've been making stew in his own silence for far too long. So, I would like to introduce our guest for this evening. The uh, professional comic book illustrator, his book Dryad is available now. And my fellow adventurer on the Happy Hell Hour as we descend into Avernus on the just keep uh, stretching it out <laughs> Twitch stream every Tuesday, two p.m. Uh, Justin Justin Osterling. Hail and well met, travelers, <laughs> and welcome to my hello. Hey guys, how are you doing? Thank you for hey. having me on. Thank you. This is, this is oh, great. So exciting. No, I, this is like a big honor. Oh, I feel so getting cool. to chat with the Tico. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the Tico. See, I'm not. I'm not yelling in Spanish and possibly bordering the lines of "Is this too evil to do on a public forum?" Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of shadiness going on. Uh, we were playing one time, and when, when someone was just like, oh, what are you talking about? Tico's like a totally a chaotic, neutral character. And I was like, I'm this far away from committing murder to a small child kid. I mean, <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Hopefully in game um, and not in real life. Patrick, <laughs> yeah, hide your children. I don't, I don't, yeah. He, Tico hide may your or kids, may not hide have, your wife. <laughs> Tico may or may not have pushed a benevolent cleric out a second or third story window just because he liked their armor. At one point. Oh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Spoilers. Okay, that is a dramatic. I mean, I didn't see it. My character, see it. my issue. character was busy defending everyone else from devils. One, welcome to, to the Happy Hell Hour corner of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, two, it's because I someone called me neutral, and I felt like I had to drop a cleric out of a window to prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the same episode where someone said that, and you're like, "Oh, oh, really? Well, let me show you." <laughs> Um, I don't feel like that's I, any better than just wanting his armor, though. <laughs> I play a rogue. I couldn't wear the armor anyways. Just, but, <laughs> just I was going to say, but en- enough about your creative project that pays all your bills, a.k.a. the Happy Hell Hour. Let's talk about your yes. passion project. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, no. side, my side hustle comic side books. Hustle. No, and we'll talk about it again at the end. But real quick, tell us a little bit <laughs> yeah. about Dryad. Because it's, is it, oh, I, so, I have yeah. a copy, I pre-ordered, is it? 
is it can people go get the physical copy i know they can pre-order now not yet depending on when this comes out march 4th is the premiere date Ah. is when it comes out uh it's a it's a fantasy story you know high fantasy but we're we're doing like a no magic thing like all these fantasy races are just people like nothing crazy about them and it follows a small family known as the glass family as in the first issue they move to a new little village while trying to run away from their past and it's kind of just it's about family dynamics like a lot of crazy can i curse on this one is this a oh yeah fuck yes you can <laughs> okay there's a lot of crazy shit that happens but this but it's more about like how the family together reacts at it it's like a, a lot about trust and sort of family dynamics and relationships and that sort of way so fantasy is wow. just the setting. you sound like really you're a number one person to trust too i mean just don't be by a window so <laughs> i will have you know that i have d I, I always dm for like i've dm for like 10 years so they were just like play a character and i was like oh sure i'll just play a totally normal person and i was like i can't do it i can't do it i gotta play someone shady i've played too many bad guys but no i'm excited about it i uh the most i can say is that there's a lot of twists and turns and some lies it's just the cat there's a cat wrapping its tail around your face while you yeah you occasionally just hear a noise it's like it's one of my cats jumping onto my lap Anyway, you were saying twists and yeah, turns. No, twists, turns, some lies, some mm. truths. It's a good book. If you're listening to it, this it's out. Go get it. I have, as we're recording this, I have read the first issue, and it's amazing and Ooh, gorgeous. Rub it in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you guys a copy. Ooh, cool. We like free stuff. Just, oh man, it's it's weird because I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll just say that there's some lies in the first issue. Ooh, Ooh. I don't think that's a spoiler. Unreliable Maybe. narrator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very. I mean, I don't want to fan on you so, too hard. I, I love your art so much, and one of my favorite things in the world is the character portraits you've done of our Happy Hell Hour D and D characters. Oh, They're was so that good. in his email sig? I think I saw no, one. That oh, no, that's just, oh. that's how I draw. I just draw myself as a goblin always. That's just kind of the, what I think of myself as, which eventually oh, was great. Me playing goblins. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, the first issue is like supposed to be very whimsical and like dreamlike. So it's very painterly and like painted the whole first issue. So, hmm. and then as the story goes on, so the art will reflect the story. <laughs> awesome well that's that's super cool i know it's it's always great to meet someone who's really making uh creative arts work for them uh so congrats on having something coming out that's that sounds uh, i'm definitely gonna read it i don't know if you guys ever if you guys know him or not but uh curtis weeb of rat queens is writing it and like brings in that level of like relationship and like character dynamics to the story that is just like I had to bring in my A game of art for every issue, which feels so satisfying. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, let's see. Speaking of comics, Justin, what movie are we watching tonight? Uh, I, I think this is how you pronounce it. Uh, Iron Man 2? Iron Man, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Iron, oh, Iron, Iron Man 2. That's the one. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Never Man, heard of it. Iron Man. Doesn't Never. Never an Iron Can. It's a little indie film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Came out at film, Sundance, John. got picked up. 
was like their dreams came true surprisingly popular despite little marketing you know <laughs> no one knew who robert downey jr was before this movie no i think they did a sequel after this one maybe yeah. <laughs> they started the second it maybe if they played yeah. their cards right they could build a franchise off of it what maybe oh nessa got crazy now it's yeah franchises it's okay. never gonna be a thing <laughs> it's it funny because you're like jumping into my trivia stuff about the the franchising here what oh, <laughs> oh really dude give me some i love trivia uh i'm so okay. excited this one's farther down my list of the trivias but i mean it's uh so there is this whole thing uh i think this is um, the first, this isn't the first time Samuel L. Jackson showed up in the movie. Uh, but this was like his, you know, uh, he almost quit after this project, uh, because oh. they downsized his part so much that, uh, he was just like, I was supposed to be in the movie a bunch. And, uh, the director, John Favreau was like, yeah, yeah, you'll be in it. And then Marvel came in and was like, actually, we need you to write in a whole bunch of shield stuff. Cause we're going to do some shield stuff for the next 10 years. And, <laughs> uh, and so instead of having just like the cool, uh, Nick Fury moments, they were like, actually, we're just going to make like a whole bunch of extra shield stuff and less of Nick Fury specifically. Uh, but this was kind I mean, of like be... the tipping point of when they were like, this is the franchise time was Iron Man two. Yeah, because that's got to be a weird thing. It's like, especially for these early actors, could be in like, oh, this is what is gonna happen, but it's never been done before at that scale. So everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, sure. I mean, this is gonna mm-hmm. long term storytelling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first time it's it's you know, I mean, trilogies were a thing, but like that was it, right? You didn't have. I mean, I guess Harry Potter. What's well? What what's yeah, the, like the I mean, trilogy like- equivalent word for twenty movies? <laughs> Double oh seven. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those aren't one cohesive story. Double oh seven. Those True. are like, but there's movies. twenty movies. <laughs> <laughs> All very misogynistic. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very. One on the show. <laughs> it was. Rough. I mean, you could say that there was long form storytelling in TV before, but I do see your point in in movies. This does feel like the like the roots of like we are gonna tell a story and it it's going to take like a decade yeah <laughs> and i mean more. it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like tv if every episode costs 200 million dollars exactly like. yeah <laughs> but they even have like the wild thing where like all of their villains die for almost every movie so it almost feels like it's not connected in some ways where like even thanos is just like blips on the radar for like mm. forever and then they're just like, oh god, he's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had they had this I, I've I've ranted about it a couple of times, uh, but it, they kept doing this thing where like uh, well starting around like Guardians two I don't I noticed it when it was uh Doctor Strange really got into it and every villain they had was like it went from you know, I think what well, Iron Man one was just like a guy at his company <laughs> was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, suddenly every bad guy is going to destroy the planet or the universe, like consistently mm-hmm. from like for the last six of the 20 movies. And it's just like, how c- they can't possibly go bigger here. Well, Ant-Man yeah. was a good kind of departure from that. Yeah, I agree. Cause, yeah. um, the first was Ant-Man like really wasn't, wasn't, yeah, that was more, that wasn't, that was smaller stakes. And it was a good palate cleanse. Yeah, it was corporate espionage. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. really, like, end of the states. Like, just, like, one dude would just have a bad day and go back to prison. <laughs> yeah. 
And so this, I think this is back in the uh, the heyday of smaller plots. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, or smallish plots. I think it gets b- pretty big by the end, but. I, so I haven't seen Iron Man 2. I was talking to Pat about this. I haven't seen Iron Man 2 since the theater. I And I have almost, yeah, I have almost no recollections about it. And I, I think it's just another corporate espionage plot. Like, I mm. think. But yeah, I don't I, like, remember. <laughs> Is there nukes in this one? I feel like nukes are kind of always there somewhere. Is this like, the one with the octopus guy? Because, like, I can't no. remember oh, which one. Octopus. Is that three? <laughs> That's Hydra. Wait. Uh, there was an octopus person. I got stacks of comic books around me. And like they literally an burst into flame. That's uh, a different <laughs> thing. That's Spider-Man. That's, that's Doc Ock. Yeah. Okay, no, this is the one. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, He's this a, is. What? I mean, maybe Nash. I can see. I, to this way, I, it's not the worst because there is a little thing with the villain that is fractionally reminiscent of maybe an octopus. But I feel like speaking of Mickey Rourke is our main villain, and it's honestly, I feel like the only thing I remember about this one is I but, feel like I remember everything he did, and I don't remember anything Tony Stark did in this one. But mm. is I remember he the, main the guy from Moon is in this one. Yeah, Rockwell. Who, yeah. Rockwell, that's what it is. Oh, I only remember yeah, yeah. his name is Justin Hammer in this movie because <laughs> it is like a like it's a far cry anytime someone's named Justin, and I'm always just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's named after me? <laughs> yeah, he. I think uh, that's what I remember about this movie is Sam Rockwell. Like, mm-hmm. I I want to say cheesing it up, but I think he was trying really hard to be a cool character. But like the 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 guy they built for him in this is just uh like an evil goof, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't think I've seen this movie, guys. Really? I, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I think I've only ever seen the first Iron Man. Uh, are you not a completist? Ugh, fake fan. We've, we've had this discussion. Uh, I am a not Marvel a fake fan. Abs- I believe we've... only education. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I believe we've talked many times about how I am not a huge fan of Marvel films. No, I know, I know. Excuse me, did a man just tell a woman that she's not a real fan? <laughs> oh, yes, guys. Oh, that was, I'm pretty sure in the email has said call out problematic shit. <laughs> that was the bit I was trying to make, <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> obviously, it worked really well because I had to explain it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, yeah. And this movie was the third after Iron Man one and the Incredible Hulk with uh. And yes, I did say Hulk, not Rathalo. Hulk. Sorry about that. Um, you said the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear a difference there. <laughs> oh. I felt like the I first did. one was like with an O. Is this like yeah. Hulk milk? Hulk, Hulk. Hulk. like Hulk Holcomb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you? Hey, I have a question. Are you guys a fan of like? Whole Hulk or two percent Hulk or like Skim Hulk. I like Hulk. It's I just like skim, Hulk. Creamier. skim Hulk tastes like water. Uh, I'm Hulk toast intolerant, so I can't have any. I like. Soy I had forgotten. Hulk. I'd forgotten how early this was. I knew it was obviously early, but if you had asked me, and I've seen every MCU movie, um, and I consider myself a pretty big fan, but honestly, I probably would have screwed up the order. I probably would have guessed. Uh, the first Captain America came before this or the first Thor came before this one. Mm. If you had asked me to order no. them, I would have guessed was the it was one like I was the gonna pick. We didn't though. Cold. Just kidding. I feel like Pat really wanted to, to do some uh, listing here though. I, I'm, I'm entertained uh, to know what came uh, in what order. 
Not no, I was, I, no, I didn't have like a sample. I, but <laughs> by the way, this is the one with the octopus guy. I mean, I know he's not an octopus guy, but he's got the wacky face. He has like lips. Is Indiana Jones is in, an octopus guy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you say yeah, that he's my furry. In, fa- he's my favorite furry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there is another Marvel villain who is Doctor Octop- Octopus. Who is? Oh, an really? Octopus. No, see, oh. see, Pat, he's a Spider-Man he's a Sony villain. villain. He's a Sony villain. It's totally different now. <laughs> oh. Trust Peter. me, I know all about Sony villain. Vin- oh, I just forgot to talk. I'm wearing a Venom shirt. <laughs> Yeah, this, is, this is a podcast. <laughs> just, <laughs> just We're not streaming. Let me this. paint you a word picture. <laughs> if it's not clear, both me and Pat are are hosting this one. We both accidentally did the research. I'll let uh, you take lead. I, I said that, and then I feel like I'm stepping over you. So I'll step. I had no. no I, I wanted to hear you list all of the mo- movies in order to prove that you're a true fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do it, I'll do it right now. <laughs> I haven't sure. even seen hold these movies second, in guys. Just wait. Let's do let it. Me, let me hold clickety, on. Clickety clack. Uh, Wikipedia, oh, Marvel man. movies, timeline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Called uh, out. Uh, isn't this, I believe this is the uh, first appearance of Black Widow. Scar- oh, Scar- it is. What? It is. It's when it was the first and last time Scarlett Johansson actually attempted to do acting in the role. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Burn. Uh, I'm sorry. That was mean. My good, I feel like a bully now. My good ScarJo fact. ScarJo's first appearance in Marvel Universe. And did you know that it was almost not her? What? No. I they didn't. actually full on cast Emily Blunt for Black Widow. Whoa. Oh, no. She would have been good. Yeah. Like, and don't then, introduce this to me. <laughs> and uh, sh- she had to drop out of, of the, the shoot because she was filming uh, oh, Jack Black's no. Gulliver Travels. Oh, no. Emily, oh. Emily, Emily. Oh, mistakes were made. Oh, she regrets that. That's She that's, regrets that's, that. Whoops. Yeah. But now she's got the quiet place, so she's good. She also might have uh, the Invisible Woman. She might do some oh. oh, really? Oh, oh, there's some talkings. Yeah. Cause like there's been a big push for the two of them, her and John Krasinski to be the fantastic couple. And Ooh, like, that'd they're cool. actually now, yeah, I can see so him actually as, starting to kind of push Reed. for it. I can see him as Reed Richards. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. Bring back, bring back Chris Evans as human torch again. When did um, this movie come out, Brett? 2010. <laughs> it came out in 2010. <laughs> yeah. This wow. is exactly what? technically this is doesn't, quite meet our 10 year <gasps> thing uh wait 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 no it's way older than that iron nope. man 2 dose. that's what i thought Do-si too what? the first one was 08 oh wow um, yeah what? Mm-hmm. 08 this is 2010 uh in april so we're a, a couple months shy of the 10 year mark but uh Shoot. one month one month gonna, weeks weeks but. true <laughs> <laughs> they had already done the release party at now, this point, okay. So yeah, my notes say this was, was shot. the yeah. third movie uh, of the MCU after the Incredible Hulk. Was that the one? Hulk. Hulk? That was Ed Norton. <laughs> that was the Ed Norton one. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, which, which, which one? Hulk was I always it? forget is technically part of the MCU. I always forget about that. Yeah, because they bring uh, General Ross in in the yeah. later movies. Okay, but yeah, wasn't there like a pre MCU Hulk? Yeah, with Eric Bana and Ang Lee's mm-hmm. Hulk. Which, 
which is mm-hmm. kind of canon and not canon at the same time because the Hulk, the Edward Nor- Norton Hulk, is a sequel to that Hulk. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, they. So, do you the, just play the movie Face Off in between? And so it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you do. Yeah, <laughs> because at the end of the first Hulk, he talks about how he's leaving to go to South America, and in Edward Norton Hulk. It starts with him being in South America. Super quick sidebar. Face Off is a movie I would like to see rebooted again and again and again and again. Pretty much every like five years forever with just different combinations of actors and actresses (laughs) trying to do impersonations (laughs) of each other. Have you watched Face Off recently? No. No. Should we do it for the show? No. I want to do it. I tried to do it like many years ago for like a Halloween party when we were in college. There's not a Halloween party, like a movie party or something. Yeah. And I put it on and everybody was really excited for the first like five minutes. I think Ash, you went to this and it, and that just really? shows how much fun it was. Uh, you don't remember. Uh, <laughs> <Probably>. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the whole movie, everything you know and love about Face Off happens in the first and last 10 minutes of the movie. I've never seen the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've you've talked about this movie for years now, and you have always made me excited about the premise of this movie, but I've never seen it. Well, I I mean the the idea of uh, the Hulk <laughs> Hulk want his face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, restart the episode. We're doing face off now. <laughs> Uh, other other trivia facts. I don't know, Pat. Do you do a, do you do a trivia? I do a trivia. All right, let me pull up our shared note which, here. To- which uh, of like which movie number was this for John Favreau? Favreau. I mean, he Favreau. directed it. I mean, he did Iron Man second? one. I, he did Iron Man. Yeah. And yeah, but like, how many s- other feature films that he done? He done Elf. Oh, that's a good and, Man, you're quizzing oh my God, us. a lot. All quizzing right, you. Brett, you looked that up. I'll find another trivia about this. Okay. So um, Mickey Rourke's character in this is Russian, and he went pretty hardcore in his uh, research. He went to a Russian prison and studied the accent and the tattoos to make sure all the tattoos he has are authentic. And he paid for Ooh. his own gold teeth and the pet cockatoo that he this character has. Yeah, he um, wanted wow. so badly to have the, the bird that he paid yeah. for it himself. <laughs> so, And this was like right kind of on the heels of, because he had just done The Wrestler 2 in 08. So he was mm-hmm. he was hot right now, yeah. and then he went and did this. Um, and then there's a scene at a factory that's supposed to be um, Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer's character's company's factory. It's actually uh, SpaceX. Elon oh, Musk, yeah, cool. Elon Musk and the employees is in, in the background movie. are yeah, he is? yeah, he's he's, <gasps> yes. a, he's yeah, a main I forgot character. about that. Oh wow, mm-hmm. he's not a main. This character, is back but. in his PayPal days. No. Was is SpaceX it? No, because SpaceX no, he was, was It was SpaceX. Yeah, they were at SpaceX. SpaceX is older than the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's mind. Yeah, that feels oh, weird, right? What the hell? Yeah. I, For some I reason, I picture... Yeah. Who yeah, played I just my timeline? No, PayPal is old, but SpaceX... But Tesla yeah, but I'm just saying. it is, too. The... Then why isn't Iron Man? What's wrong with the, this timeline? Yeah, the original Tesla <laughs> roaster came out in 1985. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but t- the car company Tesla was founded in 03. Oh my god. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Time is weird. Elon Musk is. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, linear. I don't like this timeline anymore. Like, you know, it's hmm. a flat time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wibbly wobbly and I don't remember the rest of that timey line. Wimey. The show. Timey wimey. Timey wimey. Thank timey wimey. <laughs> so this We're was We're all his, nerds. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know if anyone actually cares except for me, but not including TV movies. Include them. This, oh. <laughs> no, you got to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> not including TV movies. It's his fifth feature film. I don't know if anyone cares. There you go. I, I, can't, I want you to know I have his Amazon page up and I'm looking at the times, so I care. Okay. Oh, right. Um, there's what else? My other my other notes here. Uh, there's a at one point I guess there's a flashback or fo- photos sequence of uh, <laughs> Tony Stark and the villain uh, from the past, and they're actually just real photos of them because they were both famous in the eighties. That's oh, funny. So keep an eye. I out. I had no idea that it was a sequence that happened in this movie. <laughs> Well, Keep an do. eye out for a series of photographs with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and uh, Mickey Rourke hanging out. I'm ready. Oh, because they like actually hung out in the 80s? That's kind of I, I mean, nuts. Maybe, yeah. That's along the lines of like when actors have their children play themselves when they're younger. Oh, Which I was yeah. like, find really exciting. They're like little yep. clones. Oh, Pat. oh, Pat's gone? Oh, children. Yes. Child pets. Look at those calves. I know. <laughs> I've never seen those calves before. Those are impressive calves. He doesn't skip uh-huh. like they, that's uh-huh. for sure. How did John Favreau go instantly into making TV movies? He didn't even make like short films. Sorry. I'm just Well, no, he did. No, because he I have he has like Sopranos and stuff too. He has like TV shows because he did Sopranos, he did Monk. Monk? Uh, He's, like, he, he does uh-huh. the acting. Did not know oh, that. that's right. Okay. He's actually that's in this right. movie. He's in he all of his movies usually. Isn't he? I don't think he was yeah. in Elf. He hmm. he is an elf, actually. I forget who he is, but he is an elf for like a oh, he's the doctor in Elf. The dad like brings uh, him to the doctor's office. Yeah. But he's he in the MCU, he's uh one of the shield dudes. Happy Hogan. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, apparently he was in Johnny Quest. Wait, what? what? And I can't figure out who he is. The cartoon? Yeah. Who would he have been? Or the movie? No, the cartoon. There was a movie? Yeah. I think that was the end of my uh, facts anyway. Facts, 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 um, facts, facts. He's producing something called Alien Xmas. Yeah, I briefly worked on it. Did you really? Did you really? Yeah, it's Kyoto Brothers. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Wow, they only just announced it too. When did you work on it? Like forever ago? It's been in production for <laughs> a while. You're so funny, oh, wow. Ash. Uh, it's been in production for like 20 years. Oh, really? I, I don't think it. No, not quite 20. That was an exaggeration, but a long time, long time. Um. All right. So, welcome back, Pat. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I don't put it out there. Oh, we were we were objectifying you as you left. Oh, this is true. This is true. You have nice calves as a former yeah, bodybuilder. Thank you. Calves. I used to be a bodybuilder, so thank you. Oh my gosh, that was nice. Oh, hi. <laughs> that was that was pretty much all of the uh, the interesting trivia. There's the uh, you know the the money stuff. Uh, Two hundred million dollar budget. Uh, they you know this. Two hundred million dollars. Yeah, and then looking at Damn. like uh, all the bad press that Birds of Prey has been getting, uh, even though I liked it, uh, they their opening domestic was only 128 million, and by those standards, everybody would have been very frowny at this movie back then. Uh, mm, but they actually yeah. ended up grossing 620 mil worldwide. 
uh, the end of it. That's it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Everybody just saying though, like a domestic a open that was like barely over half of the budget is hey, like really rough. Yeah. A billion yeah, or GTFO. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody um, wants a piece of those wacky inflatable two bar mans. Oh, here's my other my oh, other. Wait, this is an fan. audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do the wave. Yeah. Justin uh, did a really funny visual gag. Listener, just take our word for it and laugh. Yeah, give him a little chuckle. Oh my god, he did the two bar so man dance. <laughs> my very my very last piece of trivia here is uh, this is the first movie that. Uh, War War Machine slash Rhodey is not played by Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that was funny. <laughs> oh, sorry, that got me. He has a wild new math. Have you guys heard about that? Oh yes, <laughs> math. He's got a new math. Yeah, right? Terrence Howard yeah. went like batshit insane and like developed a new kind of math. And he has a cult now. What? Oh, it's wild. We'll Just post links yeah. in the description. During the break, during the break, <laughs> Google on your when you're watching the movie, Google Terrence Howard math. Okay. <laughs> I know what these words mean on their own, but put together, I'm very confused. He Brand proclaims that we've been doing math all wrong. Says this article. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. But yeah, so obviously he left the MCU to develop math and wow. uh, was replaced. No, they by, kicked him out. Yeah, they kicked him the fuck out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they he, he's replaced by Don Cheadle, uh, who, I mean, I ended up liking as Rhodey by the end of it. But my memories of Iron Man 2 Rhodey are like, boy, this was rough. So we'll see if that's if that was just because I liked Terrence Howard in the first one, or if Don Cheadle actually really did a bad roadie in this. I'm curious. Like he did like, a really good job in the first movie. I, Terrence Howard was really charming in that movie. Yeah. Apparently uh, Don Cheadle, they were interviewing him about doing this and he was like, yeah, I tried to like, you know, make my own thing and like, you know, turn the character into like my character. And I ended up just trying to copy everything Terrence Howard did in the first film. I don't know. I respect that. Is he like a like a roadie? Like he carries Iron Man stuff around? No, he's, no. He's a uh, Tony Stark's uh, other other suit bud, suit buddies. Boyfriend. Other suit bud. There's another one. Boyfriend. The silver one. Not the silver surfer. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're trying. Exactly. Out. <laughs> no, it's really exciting. I was really excited when they gave him both the jetpacks, like the like the shoulder predator cannons, and the surfboard with like rocket launchers. It was like chef's kiss. So, so crisp. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good look. Um, Should we do uh, predictions? But yes, trivia over. Prediction time. Trivia Ash, you haven't over. seen it. Ash, you I don't know not. what comic media you've seen. <laughs> Tell, just give it, say something <laughs> really about comics. <laughs> Anything at all. Do I, they're printed on paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen this one and I don't, I don't remember a lot of the first Iron Man, but I will say I remember really liking it. I did like the first Iron Man. This is one of the Marvel movies that I enjoy. Um, and if this is a surprise to you, listener, Brett might have cut out all of the many other times that I have mentioned that I'm not a huge Marvel fan. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just don't, I don't want to like 
you know, if other people like it, I don't want to, you know, be a downer. So I don't talk about it a lot. But uh, I believe I remember really liking Iron Man 1. And um, and I think I wanted to see this one. And I just never got around to it. So I'm excited to watch Wacky Inflatable Tube Arm Evil Villain Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know Sam Rockwell was in this. So that has me even more hyped. I'm Doesn't that just that. make it better? It does. Yes. All right. Done. Number two. Who's that? <laughs> I'll go. I'm not sure I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the, the the chain came up and we're like, Iron Man 2. And I, I turned to Sam and I was like, isn't that the one that's like every list's worst uh, like Marvel movie? <laughs> oh, no. You just, you raised my hopes and dashed them all at once. I am Rotten Tomatoes. Um, no, I think it'll be, it'll be pretty entertaining. I do think, uh, Dr. Octopus was entertaining in this and, uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell does a dance. I remember. And, uh, oh, charming. Wow. His guns and stuff. I mean, what's not to like, I guess. A That's lot of prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Go Sam. Uh, I remember very little about this, and I also have not seen it since the theater. Uh, I have, like, one memory of one scene that I don't want to spoil of this movie, but it's, like, where they introduce the villain, and it's quite dramatic, but I remember not taking it seriously at the time Mm. and kind of chuckling, and I'm very worried. (laughs) Very worried that I will find it even funnier today. Um, it's the tube arms, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. In my memory, they're on like a race car track. That's what I, it looks like in the trailer, yeah. Oh, is it okay? I'm like, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Um, I don't remember the plot, and I don't know if that's a good thing. I think that's a pretty bad thing, in I my think opinion. I can't tell you why explains a lot of the plot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pat. Pat ejected. He was like, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> Please <laughs> free me. Never mind. Pat. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was all about, but... Um, is it is it on to me? Sorry, Sam was finishing up. Oh, I I in my Discord. I think I'm to... done. I think no. I'm good. I yeah. don't know as, what else as to is, say. As is customary, Pat, you will you will go next, and then we'll leave our guest with having exhausted every possible review option to try and come up with something. <laughs> um, fresh. I think I think I personally am going to enjoy my time watching it. I think overall, I'm going to still be entertained because I am I do enjoy the MCM movies. I don't think there's a bad one but to brett's point yes this one does uh i'm just really interested because it's been so long since i've seen it because as brett said this one anytime you see uh some kind of article or blog post that like ranks all the mcu movies this one typically finds its way towards the bottom of the list so i'm uh, and it's been quite a while since i've seen it so i'm actually i'm just very intrigued and see like is it really deserve to be ranked down there or is that a fair characterization of it or uh yeah so i'm I'm kind of i think i i'm i'm overall i'm thinking it's going to be net positive okay Mm. okay okay that's 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 an opinion (laughs) net positive Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i dear listener chose this 
chose this movie because I watched the movie the day it came out in theater and then never watched it again (laughs) (laughs) and have almost no memories of it. Mm -hmm. I, I have like net positive opinions on MCU movies, but I tend to not watch them more than once. So Mm -hmm. I was like this one, this one seems divisive amongst the internet. Let's see how well it does. And I just remember birth and that's it. <laughs> I, I, I have expectations on guns and Black Widow. Cause I'm really excited about that. Yeah. That's, I'm actually excited for Black I'm Widow in this movie. That. Well, I'm, you know, I think best, best case scenario, like the things I'm hoping for is like, if this is the, you know, almost losing Samuel L. Jackson, like story rewrite craziness that it sounds like is there going to be hints of like everything else that happened for the next decade in this movie like Mm. how much did they cram in here how much setup is iron man 2 that we just completely forgot about yeah well, i do know that elon musk does turn out to be dr doom which is a wild thing (laughs) so (laughs) it's really weird to see him in this movie you mean in real life though right yes absolutely (laughs) well quarker's rights (laughs) <laughs> he's uh he's slowly planning to take over the moon, build a laser. Mm-hmm. He's sending all the poor people to Mars. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. I'll miss you on my red planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna pause the show. Watch. Did you give your prediction? I did. I okay. said. I said. Thanks. He went second. Okay. Yeah. And dashed my hopes after. Gotcha, rising. gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Quit stepping yeah. on his oh, outro. This is going to be a bad here. one. I hate when you get us out of here. Sam, Sam has just tuned Brett out now that they've been married. And <laughs> Okay, we're going to pause the show and go watch Iron Man 2. End of recording. Man, this is back when, like, Marvel movies had licensed <laughs> music. It was weird. I know. I know. Yeah. I was like, like, oh, that's right. Heavy metal guitar riffs. Like, what? That was the weirdest Another One Bites the Dust remix that I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. So <laughs> Wasn't that from DJ Hero? I think it's from DJ Hero, the Maybe. game. So, watching that scene, I was like... I'm enjoying this, and then they switched to Robot Rock, and I was like, ha-ha, Robot Rock. And then I thought to myself, like, I would have given DC a hard time for that music choice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is like very on like, the nose. Okay, so we're talking about the sequence where Rhodey as War Machine fights uh, Iron Man when he's drunk. And they cut through a bunch of different songs, and it's wild, because, like, Obviously, Marvel does not want to pay for any actual music nowadays, except for Ragnarok, which was actually really surprising. And I think it's just because, like, at this time, it's just a movie and it's not like a real franchise yet. So people are willing to be like, oh, yeah, I'll let you play my song in your weird Iron movie. Well, what about uh, (laughs) the galaxy? Oh, man. Gardens of the Galaxy? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's that's full of music. But yeah, yeah, it's basically I, like soundtrack the movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, I I just I guess I forget about it because like I'm so used to all the Marvel movies not having licensed music. So this one just like stood mm-hmm. out to me so quickly. Cause I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Like 
when because like i remember when i watched endgame like when he does the snap again i was just like oh man like i was really hoping that like acdc would play at like literally any point <laughs> that he's doing something cool to like just bring it back home <laughs> but then that's a weird thing to be like oh i guess acdc is marvel now <laughs> it's weird that they like they totally have the money you know like they could license whatever they want yeah but like i don't know maximize profits i guess i guess yeah, well, i think this word. is before they had the money though yeah right? I, but i think they're trying to, there's something about it that took me out of it though yeah so, so <laughs> oh, in the fight with roadie and and tony it kind of worked because they had a dj r.i.p dj am because that's who mm-hmm. that was oh yeah um he died in a plane crash not too long after. Yeah. I think that movie. year. Um, what? That's crazy. yeah. Because in the credits there was like a, in yeah. de- you know, dedication to him. Um, but uh, I feel like it kind of takes you out of it and it reminds you, oh, you're watching a movie, which I liked because, like in Guardians, <laughs> it's I'm sorry, I'm saying, face was so appropriate. No, no. What? I'm saying like I like in the later ones that. I feel like that doesn't work as much with what they're trying to, that wouldn't have worked with what they were going for, for infinity war and Endgame, like the vibe mm-hmm. they were going for in those. So I'm happy that they didn't do that. So it fits in Ragnarok. Ragnarok's my favorite MCU movie. Oh, so it absolutely. Fits in there. Yeah. It fits in guardian. Cause it, well, cause guardians has, it's part of the plot or that's part yeah, of it's yeah. really Peter integral it's a plot. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. like it's or part even, of like who he is. Like you can even so, take black Panther, which their soundtrack was yeah. moderately along the same lines. But th- I think it was Kendrick Lamar just essentially picked out a bunch of his favorite songs and it was like, this is the soundtrack. So there'd be moments where like, oh, this really works. And there would be moments where like, oh, this really does not work. Oh, no. There were, yeah, there were a couple that really stood out. Mm-hmm. Where, to, I guess, talk about other Marvel movies where like Spider-Verse is similar to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy where they kind of really pick different songs from different genres to like fully implement into the movie where mm. this one I think is just like Iron Man heavy metal we gotta put metal music because he's Iron Man <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like well cause I mean in the first one they have the they do the Iron Man song the yeah. Black Sabbath at the end so I feel like they were just trying to they thought maybe there was one of those things where it's like hey maybe this is gonna be a thing so like We'll find mm. these similar metal songs that, and they're like, uh, and I want to kind of go watch the third one again to see if they tried to do it again with that, or or they did this and they said, ah, you know what, that didn't really work that great. So we'll just, it, it worked for the first one. No one knew what this was going to be. It was cheeky. He's Iron Man. There's a there's an Iron Man song, and then it's like they tried to keep that vibe again, but it didn't quite land. So well, I think we're talking. Three. Out of my ass, because, again, I'm the least experienced when it comes to the Marvel movies. But, <laughs> I mean, these movies are him by himself, right? And then, like, in yeah. the Avengers, he's part of, like, a group. So it, it wouldn't make sense to have, like, his personal, like, theme of heavy metal in those movies. Because now he's he's part of a group. You know what I mean? Like, storytelling-wise. Yeah, wise. yeah I guess. But, I mean, like, they all have their own, like, cinematic theme, like. I'm but sure like that's the weird thing. It's like I don't. Done it. Does Iron Man have a theme, like an orchestral theme? I'm sure he does, <laughs> but we don't I'm know like, about it. Because like Captain America is the only one I think he where he really does, and it just might be the Avengers theme. <laughs> and they just play it whenever he's on yeah. screen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like 
I don't I mean, remember any sort YouTube of orchestral. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's so it's so yeah. good. I love it. The Hulk um, song yeah. is it's not easy being green. <laughs> Just I, you do you do bring up a good point though. I think like Iron Man was really on early on in the Marvel movies, and I think um, as they continued to make more movies, they tried to make them more serious and more cinematic, especially mm-hmm. as like the stakes of the world got higher. So I think that's why they kind of dropped out the music. Also, it kind of ages the movie. Oh, bit. absolutely! Like uh, the the yeah. ro- like the robot rock thing. Like that was totally a song of its time that I even yeah. forgot existed until it started to play. And I was like, Oh, oh. that hurts my oh. heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was true. I was like, Oh, I remember you in Guitar Hero, and I guess Iron Man now. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely ages when he's building the uh, whatever that the new reactor thing, and they're playing just that same the same like cheesy metal loop over and over and over. And Sam's just like. What what even is heavy metal? Like that's not a thing anymore. Those scenes were no. really interesting to me because this, like, you know, I used to edit the reality TV car show, and like we would have those like grinding building segments that look mm-hmm. exactly like that. So those scenes were totally like modeled after like those reality TV builder segments, yeah. and the music sounded exactly the same. Like that's. That's a, they were just doing like a gearhead montage for sure. It was totally. it was absolutely an episode of OC Choppers. And yeah, I was yes. just say. Yep. <laughs> exactly. mm-hmm. With your wrench in one hand and your nuts in the other, it's time for some car stuff. Yeah, like, I forget that <laughs> exactly. like Tony Stark just Deus Ex Machina's his way through everything in all of these movies. He's like. We need a new element. I'm going to make it in a single afternoon in my garage. In Endgame, over the course of a night, he figures out time travel. Like, it's like he just does some pseudoscience, gobbledygook, (laughs) flips some holograms around, and he's like, figure it out. And I love it, but yeah, it's ridiculous. But I feel like that's one of those things that you just got to throw your hands up with the MCU and be like, yeah, guys absolutely. Can fly and a literal god. I think we're good. Have here. you seen that meme yeah, yeah. on the internet? The thing where it's like, can you imagine? And it has like the apples and like, how good is your imagination? Uh-huh. I think Tony Stark's imagination is like a zero. Like he can't think up any new ideas. But somebody was just like, is too. what if you just like made a new element? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. All right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's like his one limitation is that he has no idea how to be original. Like he has to have something presented to him. Like he's a total like I don't know how to think of anything. Oh, uh, he can he can achieve anything, but you have to give him the goal. Yeah. Like you have like, to, <laughs> he's it, the it world's total- potentially smartest man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's uh, definitely like a. I don't think he would know how to solve a problem on his own because like that's even a thing throughout like when he's like in this movie he's poisoned and he's like I thought of every permutation and combination of elements and then Samuel Jackson's just like just make a new one like and he's like I didn't even think that was possible yet it's something that happens all the time in the scientific community so it's just like a oh he he really doesn't think of something up until it Mm -hmm. becomes an issue I have to Um, say that 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 Samuel L. Jackson scene was so amazing because like they've built Tony Stark up to be like the number one badass. And then in my opinion, Samuel L. Jackson walks in and just steals the whole movie. He's like, oh, no, no, totally. no, Absolutely. I'm the badass. I, yeah, you're totally right. And it's really fun because Tony, his whole character is built on his ego. 
And his mm-hmm. ego relies on him being the best, being smarter, being richer, being everything better than everyone else. So to know that there's like agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going on under his nose without his freaking knowledge and they've infiltrated his company is hilarious. Yeah. Well, even, and you're even totally to the, right. Even to the next point that like Coulson just disappears for a while and then he comes back and then says, oh, I have to leave. And he was like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, you're you're not even like on the top of my radar. Like. I have to dip out. Yeah. You're, you're, you're almost nothing to me. And he just leaves. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to solve my problem. What the fuck's he doing? I did want yeah. a little more Colson time, though. Oh, it was hard. I mean, did you right? watch to the credit scene, Brett? I did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't enough. That You know what's funny? That now, because like, so the post-credit scene is Thor's hammer in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Um. Which now with like 20 movies later and Thor is in like half of them. It's like, yeah, it's Thor. But I wish I could go back to the first time I saw that. Because yeah. that I, I would chalk that up for uh, one of the better ones. because Especially mm-hmm. in the moment, right? Like yeah. rewatchability mm-hmm. doesn't do much for you. Because Thor's like, yeah, it's Thor. He's been like one of the mainstays for t- 10 years now in the thing. Um, but... At the time, three movies in, we've had two Iron Mans, one Hulk. But if and then if, if you were a Marvel fan and you saw that, I, I feel like I, I, I'm sure I was. I don't even remember. But I'm sure we we're like, oh shit, and just geek out. Oh, totally. That. I yeah. had the same thought at the end. I was like, this is a great end. It was like the first time in the series to be like hype about the next movie. Yeah. You know? Because it was My, like it hit at just a sweet spot where I don't think it was quite crazy on the internet yet like you didn't Mm -hmm. know that thor was coming out before you saw that scene and yeah i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people like me were really new to the comic book so like i didn't know anything i just saw the hammer i was like what is this and watched (laughs) the whole theater around me freak out and our friends like freaked out they're like i think that's thor's hammer that's thor's hammer they're making a thor movie oh my god they're gonna make a thor movie (laughs) so that's me with like every single one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom flipped her shit when she saw that because she was a huge Thor fan, like collected the comics and stuff. So she saw that and she's like, oh, fuck yeah, they're going to make a Thor. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Who's Thor? <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I have a serious question for Ash, Sam, and Brett. Um, okay. Are Randy's donuts that good? I've actually had them. Uh, they're a donut. They're like They're like okay. standard hey. diner donut. I think you go yeah. for the giant donut on top of the building. It's yes. it's uh yeah, because I've passed it. Like because depending on where you're going from LAX, like you see, it, it's kind of you know like I've passed it and I've seen it a bunch. And there's a lot of LA experiences there. that you do for the experience of having done it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there is yeah. a there is a hard limit to the tastiness of a donut. I it, would. It is good. Uh, I oh hold on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you, you I would like to debate that heaven. statement. Yeah, you <laughs> live in donut heaven. What are you talking about? And yeah. I will pick ice cream or a number of other desserts over donuts How, okay. any day of the week. Okay. Well, sir, okay. I have, no, yeah. sir, yeah. I have flown to New York. I have flown to New York to make a single day trip just to travel to a bunch of uh, donut shops. Wow. I, yeah. Donuts are like like the best. Yes, I think for like, yes, Justin Simpatico, donuts and pie. I think are my two. I can't Ooh. say no to desserts like things. Where it's like oh yeah, I try to like 
pot, like cake. I don't give a shit about cake. Like <gasps> whatever. Sorry, oh, Patrick. I'll give you cake. Birthday cake is just bread wearing slutty clown makeup. No, birthday cake is trash, oh and anything gosh. you buy from the grocery store is trash. Make yeah. But if you have cake. my sixty dollar birthday cake that I make myself, that she shit's amazing. Okay, three don't get me wrong. I'm sure it. it's delicious, and I've <laughs> had like cake from like I'm sure there's and there's cakes I've had that are very good and they taste very good. I'm telling you, I don't know the way it hits my personal palate. Right. The fanciest cake in the world is like not. I'll even say it's better, but it's not that much. It's it for me the way like a good like a not even a good pie. Fucking like. A no pie. Chain restaurant, I Baker's completely Square, like, agree with you. Pie like, over cake. Pie, apple Don't, pie. Like, like I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what it For is? Sure. I think what really sells a pie, it's the multiple textures. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of interest there in a pie, where you can have like a crunchy outside and have like variety of fillings that just like really brings it all home. It's and the hot pie with the cold ice cream. There's yeah. so much going on for pie. Good cake can have multiple textures too. I will say, especially if you're but, flying to New York, go to Milk Bar and have cake there. I've been to Milk Bar. That shit's good. What? <laughs> oh, I thought the best baked goods in New York were the Cake Boss. His oh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> he is the boss of cake. I'm gonna it's go just, home. There, it's in the middle of Times Square. There's like a super touristy. Is there really? You can go. It's oh, like man. Buddy Guys, Cake Boss cakery it's like oh my god it's because it's literally in times square it's right there i just it was yeah it's like saying the best tex-mex is chilies or something like oh my gosh um back to the donuts real quick if you're in la danny (laughs) trejo's donuts are freaking amazing back to the donuts Mm. would be a great name for a back to the future themed donut (laughs) shop (laughs) (laughs) danny trejo in the mcu when oh i want danny trejo in an mcu yeah That'd As be machete. amazing. Exactly. Oh, I forgot that he Danny Trejo opened a donut store. I totally forgot Ooh, about his that. His taco place is bomb yeah. too. Yeah. He, oh. I would he would be really good. Uh, this is kind of a deep cut for any Spider-Man fans. There's a Spider-Man villain called Craven. Oh, he's, he's like so a, good a as hunter. Craven. Yeah. You like oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dirty. That's dirty. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Craven is so, I know we're way off the rails. And <laughs> we gotta eventually talk about Iron Man. He's like, a, he's like a hunter. His whole thing is like he's like kind of like the predator type deal. Where his deal is he like he wants like the most challenging hunts he can find. So Spider Man would be a really challenging thing to hunt. So that's his deal. Oh, Sounds like a Star Trek yeah. episode. Yeah, they. Ha- I mean, they had the hunters. <laughs> so I want to talk about everything. Our every property has done that. Something like that. I want to talk about a little segue for a second. I just watched okay. this movie and I don't remember what the fuck it was about. <laughs> I just watched this and I was like, I think I have the same memories as two hours ago. There's about- a very good reason for that. I, f- I feel like Brett called it that this yeah, movie yeah. was like a lot of setup. Exactly what I was going to say. The, yeah. the actual plot felt kind of in the background. <laughs> Well, well, like, like the was pl- the pl- <laughs> the plot. Well, see, the main plot is that Tony's dying, and then like he solves it halfway through the movie, and so you're just like, "Oh shit, there's a Russian dude," I guess. And yeah, I mean, and like the Russian dude's the plan plot. was like, "I'm gonna make it so that the public loses trust in you," and like, boy, that hasn't aged well for politics. Dude, like, no one trusts I would anything. Say, <laughs> there's in the beginning of the movie in the hearing, he goes. 
thank you, everyone. I just privatized world peace. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. fuck, yeah. dude. There's some right-leaning tendencies of it. Dude, movie. hey, so yeah. Tony Stark's going to get me too, right? Like, that dude oh, is yeah. a pervert. Yeah, there is. Like, I was like, some, uh, especially, yeah. There's a scene where he looks at Pepper and says, don't talk, drink this. And I said, you said that way too fast and way too casually. You have done some shit, Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> or the the shot where we're like seeing his point of view as he came oh, off stage yeah. and he's just like looking at all the women's boobs. And I'm like, okay. Or he's like t- about Natasha. He's like, I want one. And I was like, ew. That was so creepy. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. immediately the, it was the, gross. The Vanity Fair, it's. She did a the line. She did a spread on me. Also, she wrote that was article. so fucked up. Oh, uh, I didn't catch yeah. that one. I I wanted to get so mad at that scene, but then like it was just Pepper being petty because at that point she's interested in Tony. But then the way he's talking about it, I was like, oh, you're a super fucking pig. Like this is gross. <laughs> the face that she's giving giving the entire time she's just like i have to sit here and take this i'm being a professional and i was like chops on that lady for like (laughs) not just slamming his face into a table or something i mean that is what women are trained to do for their whole lives is to sit there and act professional while men around them are being assholes it's bullshit it's dumb sorry i was raised by two women and almost that exclusively so I, i get mad about this shit no yeah you do, please do please but, do uh and then they're one what's funny it's just very interesting how our perspective shifts over time in in relatively short amount of time 10 years um where and it's and i'm sure at the time they thought they were being very like cheeky taking cheeky mm-hmm. but also taking care of it because she had the line to him about like sexual harassment lawsuits yeah, yeah. but it's like if you oh, take that further you- that's not funny it's like how about how about you tell someone don't do that? Not because it might cost them money in lawsuits. How about you check someone and say, don't act like that because it's fucking shitty. Yeah. Like, well, on, like, on top of that, like as I, I mean, I didn't know that they weren't together already. I forgot. Like, I, that knew, too. I forgot about that like, too. I knew that they got together, but so I didn't, I thought that it had like already happened. So I sat the, through this movie until the end, just thinking they were already together. And I was like, what a fucked up relationship where you're like scoping <laughs> other gross. women and she's like, knock it off. And then when she kisses him at the end, I was like, why, why would you like this person? Like, what has he ever done to make you like him in this movie? Nothing. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like they, because it's like not the that's not the Tony Stark we end up with by the end of the series. No, and yeah. Like, I don't know. They kind of they kind of like break him a little bit in the first Avengers, uh, and like the rest of the series, he's just like freaking out about how like things have consequences. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think they maybe realize that it's not as like merchandisable to be like have this super misogynistic dude be your face of your company, and then have it be like, oh, we should give him ramifications, make him not an alcoholic because RDJ was, and that might be weird. So make him have PTSD. So was this never was Iron Man two supposed to be like a spoof on the, his His character in the first movie? Cause he, in the first movie, he's basically Justin Hammer. Yes. And And then, so yeah, Justin Hammer and uh, Ivan are supposed to be like reflections of him. Because our first scene of Ivan is him doing the building, the arc reactor in a cave, basically. 
where he has the exact same cuts, has like the exact same like angles and everything. I was like, it was very reminiscent of that. And then you have our uh, hammer, yeah. you know, just being him and like being like, oh, I'm gonna go to this expo and maybe get laid. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a like Marvel story in that like the hero faces themselves and has to then mm-hmm. reflect upon that. But then he doesn't. So it's weird. I mean, he yeah. kind of does. Like, he makes that comment where he's like, this was me last week. You know, like, and I, I do like the idea of him growing, like, being mm-hmm. kind of a douchebag and then, like, changing. It's just the fact that, like, the love the love story of it, he didn't it's earn. Gross. You know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't. Like, I, I feel like he did change as a person by the end of the the movie but i didn't feel like he did anything towards pepper that would ever have like made up for all the shitty things he did i mean he did well, like he like brought her the strawberries that's what i was gonna bring up he yeah. fucking littered them all over her goddamn floor and left oh, them like that, that bothered me so much it's like hey someone's gotta clean <laughs> that up asshole. yeah like, and it, she can't because she's allergic Tony Stark it's is one a, of those people who's like, if we don't make a mess, then those people will be out of a job. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's so wild. And it, it nothing ages well. Like, let, we can take a step back and just say culture in itself has become more self-aware in how it approaches and like any minorities and women and like how we discuss and interact with them on a day-to-day basis and then how to present that in media where even still media now that's like was written maybe a few years ago and is like being made now doesn't age because those opportunities aren't being opened up. So when you take a character like Tony Stark and he's just a complete shithead, it, it really, it man, it's, it's rough because so many people still hold on to that image of him, which sucks. Mm. So, and what's interesting about the character is and I've already I feel like I already commented on the fucked up nature of the misogyny in there. Um, also flipping it, he's supposed to be kind of a shithead. That was the purpose mm-hmm. of the character, but they're but to be fair, they're doing it in a way in the movie that kind of glorifies or makes it look cool, which isn't yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but like literally the genesis of the character in the comics, Tony Stark was Stan Lee essentially made a bet with someone that he could make a character that on paper by all rights, nobody should like, mm-hmm. but that people <laughs> would. So it's like spoiled, rich, asshole, arrogant, alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's like the cult of personality. He's like so confident in, yeah. your, in himself that you go, well, obviously I have to believe him. He knows exactly what to do, what's going to go on. And throughout the course of the movie, he's like, I have no fucking idea what to do. Can you imagine what the MCU would have been like if the studio executives got their first pick for Tony Stark, which was Tom Cruise? Oh, Tom Snails. Not a good fit. He's too pretty. I think Favreau was one of the people who was like hardcore, like this doesn't happen without RDJ. It's him or nothing. Yeah. I would say like. Because he uh, has a charmingness to him. And mm-hmm. and the humor too, which is what I think makes you like him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's Robert Downey Jr. really brings a lot to it because I mean, in all senses, he has gone through that arc of uh, yeah, Tony Stark, totally. where he has been like super popular and then just been an alcoholic and into drugs and just been at the super bottom of the barrel, and then have to self destructive, yeah, and then mm-hmm. have him bring himself back up with that character i think he really projects a lot onto it and it works 
Totally. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, John Favreau made a ton of really smart uh, directing choices, I feel. He did. I want to talk mm-hmm. about those for sure. Yeah. Like, like one thing I really liked was, and this is like one of my major criticisms of Marvel movies is how a lot of times it's just a fucking scene of people standing in like a boardroom or an office and just having exposition and just like talking. And he did a really good job at like having those scenes in interesting locations. So they yeah. still happen, mm-hmm. but they were in interesting locations. So like the donut shop was an interesting location. You know, that scene could happen yeah. anywhere. Uh, the then, Also, then, he had visual storytelling there too. It was yes, subtle, yeah. but like um, Natasha, Natalia? Nat- well, well Natasha. Natasha. Yeah, Natasha. Natasha. Um, she shows up like in her uniform. Like that mm-hmm. is a visual way to say like they're part of something bigger. Like, well, yeah, yeah. not, not a really whoa, whoa, whoa. You're part think, of Shield. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Even further, c- continuing on with Natasha, uh, he does a really smart move, which immediately gets lost in every other Marvel movie, is to show how good Natasha is. He has her and Happy go in and fight together. And it's kind of played yeah. as a yeah. joke that he only takes out one guy. But when you really think about it, he's an actual trained boxer. Like he knows how to fight and he has a tough time with one dude where she goes in and wrecks house, which is a super mm-hmm. cool like dynamic to be like, oh, happy can take care of himself. But like, yeah. this is what a superhuman looks like. And she does a great yeah. job of it. And like, it really, cause like this whole movie spawned the, girls fighting by spinning around and flipping and doing that sort of fight style, which I'm not sexy fighting. Sexy yeah, fighting. I, hate, I don't yeah. like it. I, I think it, it I feel like loses... we could trace it back maybe a little farther to like Electra or the Catwoman movie. Oh, oh yeah. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. But, but yeah. the like well, hip, yeah. like I squeeze your face with my hips thing. Like yes. that's, that's like yeah, totally yeah, a Marvel yeah. thing. <laughs> Absolutely. But in this movie, I'm going to hump your face unconscious. Wavy. Like, you feel the weight of the hits on the dudes. Like they feel yeah. way more believable than in any other of these movies. I and agree. Yeah. Sure. Totally. It, to the it whole, felt like, heavy. Back to the whole like happy going in with her, like really smart character writing for him. Cause it's subtle and it's kind of a joke, but also it shows how like loyal and trustworthy worthy he yes. is. Like he's willing to go into a dangerous situation and he doesn't treat it as like pandering or like, oh, you need me, haha. He's like, no, I'm not leaving you. Like, it mm-hmm. just shows that he's part of the team, which is did really Did they even sweet. have a conversation or did he just walk in? She I mean, kept she, telling him they, to yeah. stay in the car. Stay oh, that's car. right. That's right. Yeah. And then as soon as she unlocked the door, he jumped in first as if thinking, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like take mm-hmm. on the brunt of everything. So, yeah, it was, it was well done. It was a good yeah. character moment. For yeah. sure. It was a great way to and, have the character moment without it being like nowadays it's the uh, very pandering like woman's moment. Where yeah. It's just like, yeah. no, yeah. she's just awesome. But it still felt like her moment. It didn't feel totally. like she was lesser, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's well Which done. Is wild that you even have to have that conversation and this happens so <laughs> much. We're like, they pan the camera and be like, look, a girl. And you're like, Yes, we know there's <laughs> yeah. like 5 billion of them. Can you please 
not make yeah. it a thing. <laughs> totally. And, and that's what was so beautiful like about that scene is you really mm-hmm. felt like they were equals. Mm-hmm. Not like equals in their fighting, but like equal characters, you know? They weren't Absolutely. giving right. one more weight than the other. Yeah, compared to like the the one very contentious scene in uh Endgame where it's like mm-hmm. we had the big character the lineup power. and then yeah. a separate one for the ladies. Yeah, yeah I mean <sighs> It's it's a weird line to kind of. I'm sorry. I I don't know why I'm the one yeah. talking. I feel like the you. It's your opinions. This is <laughs> no, sorry. I, I just no, like no. It. Sam and I harp on this every episode, so it's refreshing to have someone else do. It. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. I, I will. I will preface. So, uh, Katie, my girlfriend, and I do this sort of thing where we'll go watch movies and then have like hour long discussions about this. Because we both have very similar a taste in feminism of like you don't put down one person to raise up someone else, and you yeah. you just have it on an equal playing field. So when that scene came, it's a really because women thing. amazingly like it's surprising, but they're people. Did you know? Oh my God, what? No. They can make choices. Uh, and so, like, it's a weird thing because, like. You, you want to acknowledge it because, I mean, for years, you just don't have that. Like anytime there's a, like, I was just talking to Pat about this. Like uh, I'm Latino or Latinx, I prefer. Uh, and there's just no representation of that in almost any sort of for the, uh, form of media, except when you do like a science fiction or anything that involves a cop, then they're immediately yeah. uh, Latinx mm. in the form of being like, look, you're a weapon of the state, which is a really weird feeling. So if you had <laughs> like, a Latin character, it'd be exciting to be like, ooh, hey, that's cool. But then it's also like a, okay, calm down. We don't, you know, make it a thing. So when you have that lineup yeah. of the A-Force, it's like, a, oh, sweet, yeah. Like, we worked so hard for this to finally be a fucking thing. And then it's also like, okay, can we stop it? Yeah. <laughs> we've, well, we've acknowledged the camera. Please, please continue the scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it feels wrong because they're not treating women as equals and they're like looking, it almost feels like they were looking for kudos because they did that. Like, Oh, see, you should be so proud of us. We put these lesser, these lesser women up there and gave them the center scene. Like you should be so happy for us. In in this movie, you get black widow doing the cool thing. Mm -hmm. And like at the end, uh happy comes in it's just like oh shit that was dope but like in endgame it was like they were just standing there uh Mm. together and it wasn't it was it wasn't so much of like look how dope they are it's like look how represented they are like they're here yeah isn't that enough like i wonder i wonder how much of some of these scenes were john favreau and how some of them were robert downey jr because I feel like any sequence that Favreau has with Scarlett Johansson, they are set as equals. Where yeah, right. Robert Downey Jr., who improvs a lot of stuff, because I mean, that was the whole thing about Iron Man 1, is that him, um, God, the dude from Tron, I know it's a weird pull, but... Um, Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah. Him, Jeff Bridges, and John Favreau. The dude. Improv Literally, that. you don't have to say the dude from Tron. <laughs> you can just say the dude. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Tron, so like that's where my pull is. But like... <laughs> They improv that they improv that entire movie, uh, except for like the plot points and that sort of thing. And so you could see them pulling that in into this movie. And I was like, "Oh, are 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 you shitty? Like, are you secretly really shitty?" 
And it's a weird <laughs> oh, no. feeling. Yeah. I think at this time, that was the acceptable mm-hmm. way. Like, like uh, things have changed a lot in the last 10 years and for the better. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and nothing points this out more like watching an old movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which we find well, time he, and time again on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, like I'm, even, I'm sure presenting a, a billionaire that we're all supposed to fucking praise uh, that defies the government uh, had no effect on a fucking young teenage audience that, to, that who oh, grew no. up and started voting, right? So, so this is yeah. – uh, oh, man, because now I'm going to start talking about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I'm okay no, with this. So I'm okay with I'll this kind of events. <laughs> well, no, I, I, think, I think it goes to any form of media – where if we as adults, we don't like something and we can point out the flaws. And then if someone comes back and says, oh, but did the kids like it? And I don't think that's a justifiable excuse because what you're doing is you're giving it a pass and then you're letting that subcontext then lead into the next generation. And it doesn't work because like I take like I'm a big anime nerd. I love anime and you talk like I rewatched Naruto recently and throughout that mm. entire series, they refer to women as females. And I was like, and that's it right there. That is a generation of boys who don't know how to talk to women or look at women as like <laughs> people. And it's gross. And Fuck, what so movie were we watching where they were like, grab the female. And he was talking about his sister. Oh, uh, oh yeah. God. Wait, oh, I remember that. I remember oh, that. Oh, it was. was the I can't remember the movie though, but I remember it, and we were like, "It's this." Why would you say that? It's his sister. Yeah. Oh, oh it was. It, it's a comic book movie too, because that's what her name. Oh, it's the boys. Um, because that's what the well, ki- it wasn't in the in the. But yeah, go ahead. Was it Hellboy? It might have. No. Been. Well, I know because like, but the, in uh, but in the boys, they that the the one theme, the one girl member of the boys, the titular group, is called her like code name is the female, which is kind of fucked up when you think of it. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Oh yeah. Uh, how many characters are like, named the male? Oh god, don't Google grab the female. Right? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're yeah. supposed to be Google. Did you not learn anything from? The, <laughs> hey, can you send me that link? You're on a list now, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh dear. If you could just DM me that link. <laughs> you were supposed to be looking up everything we've watched recently not googling i was that. trying to google the quote <laughs> no, no i will say that i i think i think the problem I thought to myself is, that there though, can't be that many people who have said that and i was wrong no you're wrong <laughs> welcome to the internet right i believe this is what sam i believe and I the president said that being a woman is like how are you surprised <laughs> Uh, but I think isn't it Gina uh, Davis who said like she really yeah. pushes like the idea of just like gender swapping and like oh, the I way know. to yeah. really write a woman is not to be like I'm going to write a female character just yeah. write a character yeah and like determine like, the sex later yeah those are her um, she has like a list of things to gain gender equality in films one of which is to Write your script, whoever you are, write your script, look at it after, and then make sure that 50% of your speaking characters are female. Don't change anything about the character, just change their gender to be Mm -hmm. female. And then she also says that in crowd scenes, you need to specifically write in 50% of the crowd is female. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I, if you as a director don't do that, they will cast a mostly male crowd. So, oh, wow, I didn't know 100% that. true. I, so yep. I feel weird plugging my own thing again. But in Dryad, no. we, actually, we, we had this discussion because yeah, good. As, a, as a person of color, uh, having people of color in the book was very important to me. And even like in the fantasy genre, it is a huge issue. And there's been oh, yeah. many times where like I've talked to people being like, I, I do not want to see the same shade of a person twice in this crowd. That is not how this works. And even taking it further, I, I feel like when it comes to representation, sorry, my cat was just on my face, which is why I'm like trying to get this cat hair off me. I'm looking like a coke head. It's okay. Um, yeah. You smoke, are you uh, snorting some coke over there? Shut up. I have allergies. <laughs> doing lines of Bradley. Doing lines of Bradley over here. But um, I think there's really two forms of representation in, when it comes to people of color and women in media. And it's the kind where it is, the story revolves around the their gender or gender presenting or their culture and what that means. So like a Black Panther, him being African and from Wakanda is an important point of the story. And it's about uh, pan-African storytelling or even to a degree Captain Marvel, where I felt like it had some problematic moments in its representation. But it is about, you know, there's a lot of chunks of the movie are, you know, this is the everyday life of a woman. Like, this is the shit that these people have to go through. And I think those are just as equally important. But then going with to Gina Davis says, is I think there's also a sequence where it's anyone should be able to fill this role. Like, mm-hmm. having Captain America be Black or white or having, um, I guess for Black Widow, it's a little bit more different because she's Russian and you're not going to have as many people of color in Russia. But like, you should be able to have that swap to any degree and it shouldn't yeah. matter unless totally. it is a pivotal plot point. And yeah. to that degree, it, it's about escapism. Like, yeah, I get it. I, I It sucks being me sometimes. Like I get stopped on the street riding my bicycle by cops every once in a while. And so I don't want that presented in my media all the time. Like I do just yeah. want to be able to take a break and be like, okay, just going to watch Captain America fight. An evil organization trying to take <laughs> over the world. Also, like yeah. that's how you know you have a well-written character. It's oh, like absolutely. they're defined by who they are as a person and not just superficial things like their gender or their ethnicity. Like that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie did not do that at all. I believe at one point Scarlett Johansson just does a boob shot getting underneath some ropes. Several boob oh, shots. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let's I want to have this interesting talk. Let's Scarlett Johansson's hair in this movie. What's our opinion <laughs> on it? Because she is the only person who changes her hair in every movie. And I'm always curious okay. about which I interpretation wanted to ask is the that. best. Like why why do they change her hair every movie? Is it a? Is it in the comic books? Does her hair constantly spy. change? I don't know. It's because Scarlett Johansson progressively stops giving a shit about these movies, which is why at one point she's like, "I'm tired of dyeing my hair; just make it blonde." <laughs> but like, <laughs> they can put a wig on her over and over Shh, again. No, like no, that's. No, 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 no. We stopped caring. We stopped caring. I, I didn't get my own movie. I can see. We're that. gonna I do a like, Yeah, I can see her just being like. 
the least work possible. Whatever. I am. I'm done. Like she checks out because like she did not get any recognition for her role in any of these movies. (laughs) I don't know. Like my character is dead, and my movie's just coming out. I don't. I don't think. I think you're giving her a little more credit over over her having like. No, I'm saying I don't think Scarlett Johansson has control over her character's hair as much as I think you think she does. Like, oh. I think that's a either a directorial decision or a makeup department decision. But like, it is weird because it it's literally different for every movie. I mean, obviously, no, no. at this point in time, they were still swapping out cast members. Uh, but like, I feel like very shortly after this, it was like, I, they couldn't just get rid of Scarlett Johansson if they wanted to, like, if she, if she was like, I don't want to have my hair like that, what would they do? (laughs) I think, I think that's exactly it. Movie making is like, yeah, like. You guys all, why am I talking? I'm in comic books. You guys are all the movie makers. <laughs> I'm just sitting here drawing elves. You know, there's, I just there's like, this. I could see that happening once though. Like, I could see her being like, I hate the hair we did last time. This is the hair I want moving he, forward. But like, he, every single movie, like, it seems intentional. Here's, it, I wonder, I wonder, I, I could see there being sort of two different motives. I could see, who know, I think it's anyone's guess why the first couple of times it changed. I feel like mm-hmm. at some point there was probably a people seem to kind of dig us and this is a thing now because yeah. it is literally different in every single appearance. Yeah, like it could be in. something like that. It, yeah, I, I can see it, but I feel like they wouldn't start with that. That's not something I feel like. Yeah. You, I feel like that's too like quirky in a good way for like a big time major studio to be like we're just gonna change your hair for the fun of it, make it look fun and new every single time. I feel like there probably had to be some other reason they did it initially. And then maybe someone was like, maybe that can be a thing. Here's and we'll just do it every time. My after thought. they changed it twice or something. <laughs> my thought on this is, she is like, granted, not very appropriate, but she is the token sexy Avenger. I think <laughs> some, they, some would argue Mark Ruffalo. Uh, it's fair. Um, Others fair. would argue Chris Evans or yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I'll say Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Hemsworth is my vote. But anyway, I think, <laughs> they ju- I think her, like, I don't know if you remember, but in that, like, 2010 time, like, that curly hair that she had, that, like, obviously, like, fake wave from, like, that wand thing that was super popular in infomercials was, like, the oh, yeah. hot clubbing hair. Like, all of the girls going to the club would do that. So yeah. I think they like made her hair hip and sexy based on when the movies came out. It's what the kids are into. Yeah. That's my theory. And then at the end, she was the character and she had more pull and she could just be like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, yeah, because well, I mean, like, by the end, fire you? No. Yeah. By the end of the franchise, like she has her hair pulled back in like a ponytail. She's like, oh, no, I want to fight. Like. And I'm done. <laughs> there's yeah. a chance they may have been way more improvisational about the whole thing than it seems. Because uh, I there's an article here where she's interviewed and they were just like, "We want everyone to look different." And then she talks about okay, all the decisions you're she at made. The same yeah, article I am. Yeah, and it's just like, oh well, maybe you just I'm have just to looking pick at half naked Chris Hemsworth. I don't know what you guys are looking what? at. Wait, wait. Pat, Pat has blessed us with Chris Hemsworth abs. <laughs> 
<laughs> what what article you did you read? spamming Discord with Chris Hemsworth? What you- <laughs> oh, it was, was an just- article saying that Scarlett Johansson, that they, they told her they wanted all the characters to look different. And so she, it was specifically about her hair being blonde so in like, the last mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh. The most recent ones, it make, like in Infinity War, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that should make sense. Run. Uh, in Endgame, it makes sense because there's like a time skip, right? There's, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, Sam's hair hasn't gotten like more blonde over time just because time passed. Actually, it has. I mean, it could example. just be the fact that it's like <laughs> women change their hair. So they thought yeah. maybe it'd be interesting if she has different hair. People, Nobody changes ash. People do different things with their hair over <laughs> if time. If only we had a right. movie that could explore this. I don't know what you're talking Hairspray. about. I don't know this. You've <laughs> always had that. What are you talking about? I mean, okay, back to, not to be an angry feminist, but we're not having this conversation about the guy characters. Which is the point. I mean, Tony's it's weird bullshit, right? Tony's weird future beard. <laughs> I get so mad. The future beard. <laughs> it's stupid. The only one who changes is Chris Hemsworth because they say we probably should stop dyeing his eyebrows blonde because it looks terrible. <laughs> but it's a legitimate concern. Like it's it's. Oh, that's why you sent the naked picture of him. Oh. Oh no! It's just because he's hot. Naked. He's just shirtless. We're objectifying him. Glorious. Sure. You I can imagine know. whatever you want. Ash. Ash doesn't see it. pants. I see. Actually, I was going to make a joke that you can see his dick, but you can see his dick in this particular photo. The, yeah. I mean, but underneath. Just. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking at that dick. So. I want to talk about, uh, actually, specifically with the plot of Iron Man 2. About Something- this movie? Hey, it's been fun. That's what people come and listen to, right? It's fun. I have um, notes. I have notes. I can talk about this movie. Are, but- are the people who leave us reviews are the people who come for facts, and they're always disappointed. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> uh, what would have been interesting with the movie? And hold on. Let me go on and say, and this is maybe super fun. That's I actually enjoyed other than this and there's problematic stuff we've already talked about but yeah. i enjoyed it but as Me far too. as plot and how the plot could have been beefed up i thought that would have been interesting if they'd done if they'd followed through more on ivan's original intent because he has that whole yeah when he's like in the jail cell and that was a cool i thought that was a really cool scene when they have their first encounter and he gets captured and he's just in his underwear in the jail cell and Tony comes mm-hmm. in, and he's the one who's in custody in his underwear, yet he came off in that exchange with, like, the dominant as the dominant yeah. one. And yeah. I thought that was such a good scene, and he's kind of doing this whole, like, the whole, like, if you can make God bleed. and But we never really saw that too much, because it just went to, like, to the mm-hmm. birthday party thing, and that, I hate it. I actually hate that scene, the whole birthday party. Like, it's- I thought that was... He but, pees in the suit. Uh, if, if they no, had, I think it's if they had done more, done more with like people losing confidence or faith or trust in totally, Tony, and like his mm-hmm. image crumbling around him a little more. Yeah, he could it have been a really good bad guy. Yeah, like he could have been a really interesting bad guy. And honestly, I think I think where this movie went wrong plot wise was injecting Hammer into it. Like I don't even Absolutely. think we needed him. At all. Like, I think it would have been way more interesting if it was just this other guy, like, fucking with Tony. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be Tony's Joker a little bit. And that that thing was supposed to be the the Joker interview, you know, the the interrogation. (laughs) 
you just had, I just had a sudden thought because I, I literally just watched this movie today for the first time. This movie is the MCU version of Batman v Superman, where it's about having a high level character and like put like the public distrust in them growing. And mm. that present mm. like that presentation. The problem is that this movie has to be an hour and a half, where that movie is three hours long. Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. It is a long hours? movie. Long. It is three hours long. No wonder a- people were so mad. <laughs> no, dude, it's so good. It is actually like a oh, really it's, it- okay. Hold it's. We've well, talked no, about this, Ash. I told you there's a scene you <laughs> should t- watch as a director. There's an amazing yeah. fight scene with Batman. There is a good Batman movie hiding in. The tangled no. mess of Batman. Batman's the villain of that movie. Batman. So we're gonna get. We gotta talk about Iron Man. So I see. This door. is the problem with this movie. This movie is so fucking boring. It brings up issues and then slaps them away so fast that so you can't even think about it. <laughs> also, Stanley has a cameo in this movie, and it's not even a talking one. I miss all of, his cameo. Exactly. It's during the POV boob shots. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I was it. distracted by the boobs. Yeah. Um, we all were. <laughs> As, but, Elon Musk I mean, is- Sam... Oh, yeah. Elon <laughs> Musk is interesting because didn't, didn't he, like, influence Iron, mm-hmm. you know, Iron Man's character? Oh, absolutely. Which is even a further interesting discussion on, like, privatization or private... to. The, that the private privatization <laughs> that one, on, <laughs> that, that one. one. But on, Sam like, mentioned earlier, like that, that there were interesting directorial decisions in this movie. Yeah. Did you have other examples, Sam? Um, <laughs> there was one, but I can't remember what it was. I already said the Scarlett Johansson and Happy mm-hmm. one. Um, I really liked the uh, the Japanese garden as a location for the fight was yeah. really interesting. I did. I liked the pacing. Like we're joking about it being boring, but there is a clear distinction between like mm-hmm. the most recent Avengers movies and this one in the way that they stage action and the way that they introduce characters and like pace out the story that I think is a little refreshing in Iron Man 2. Like mm-hmm. it felt yeah. like I could focus more. It was definitely not- character driven story yeah. as opposed to like the later story driven stories <laughs> i i actually wasn't bored i kind of i'm with pat i kind of really enjoyed it i uh, enjoyed it i just don't remember it <laughs> <laughs> i really liked the thing another thing that i really liked about it was i liked the this like glimpse into the almost like Walt Disney 1950s world that you you saw yeah. with his father like that was really cool and then like this and, like, idea they really kept of, with that for the rest of the series <clears throat> they did oh really oh okay uh, but like even through the movie like this whole idea of Stark Expo is very much like it felt a lot like the World Fair and it was sort of like what the world of tomorrow is at Disneyland, where it was like, here's all these future mm-hmm. technologies and, and whatnot. It's basically I was going to say, like, most modern, uh, like, everyday technology that we have now is actually from the World's Fair. And people just trying to get that blue uh, blue ribbon. Totally. I think Pap's blue ribbon is from yeah. the World's Fair. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it, yeah. 
I made a beer that tastes worse than any other beer. I need a three dollar beer. <laughs> in Portland, if you've ever seen our they have like these like ever bubbling water fountains. And they were installed in the city um after the World's Fair came to Portland in like early nineteen hundreds. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, even if you Google the World's Fair, like the way it was like laid out, they definitely took heavy exp- like uh inspiration from it. Like that globe with the world, it you know was part of it, and I love that stuff. That like, yeah, I love that totally. Aesthetic. Like the the like the definitely, of course, the Disney, the Walt Disney. There's stuff like that where it's like mm-hmm. World's Fair, and then they show like the mini models, like it's the city of tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> with that transatlantic <laughs> accent. Yeah, it really made me wish that there was like a Marvel movie that took place in that time period. Maybe uh, there Captain is Captain America. They- well, yeah, no, but they don't do it in the style of you know what um, I mean. Yeah. Like Agent Carter had a I series, say. I think, for one season, and it was set in oh. that, kind of like that setting. I but they like shot it very it, modern, right? Like I want it to look. I want it to. I want a Marvel movie that looks that like graininess. it was shot in the fifties with that color palette, and like I just think that would be really fucking cool. I think what you need, need to watch some Mad Men. You should make it ass. <laughs> we need All right. some like MCU art house movies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm down for that. Well, I, I mean, love like, that stuff. We, so we got to go see Logan in black and white. And it oh, was like fucking cool. The best. I don't know. Sorry, Pat. I totally cut you off. <laughs> no, you're, that's a great example, though. I love, as I was saying that, I love taking, take like the quote unquote nerd genres of like superhero sci-fi fantasy, but then give me smaller other stories. And we've talked about this and I brought it up. I want a, I want a science fiction rom-com or a detective noir story or like, uh, Mm -hmm. like a thriller or a superhero horror movie. You know, like take, do all of that, like smaller, give me those genres that are nine out of 10 or save the world. Don't do save yeah. the world. Yeah, but yeah, give me that like, setting because I love that. Uh, give me a, and then give me some other st- story set. It just happens to have the backdrop. I, I yeah. had this discussion with Pat where when the world is at stake, nothing's at stake because yeah. it's way too big. Oh, oh for totally. sure, it just has it has to this go. This is away my where, like yeah number one problem with Marvel movies, which is why like I'm sorry to disappoint a lot of our fans probably, but like they bore the fuck out of me because yeah. it's always like, oh, the world is ending. World and I'm like, end. oh, okay. Which is why, That's like, why you need to you, watch Ant-Man. You don't destroy. <laughs> the first one or second de- one? Both. 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 I've seen both, the first one. To be honest, one. second one is also really good. It's also probably a smaller story than the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and the second has Walton the- Goggins and he makes everything better. He's so good. <laughs> All of his whole 15 minutes in the movie. I think you're like your genre mixing idea is kind of like, I think it's why I liked um, 10 Cloverfield Lane so much when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, okay, it says Cloverfield, but what the fuck is going on? This is a different movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. So. Yeah. It's like, almost like if you don't stick to a formula, movies get good. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's crazy. But talk. formulas make money. Well, yes and yes and no. Technically, have, every have movie you is to following an the same formula. 
Don't you dare bring in the hero a thousand faces into this. Leave Joseph I'm, Campbell out. <laughs> okay, but I was joking. Very that was me. Is a formula to screenplays. I, I was joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pause any, any movie at around 15 minutes, and you'll be at the inciting incident. If, if you make <laughs> anything broad enough, things will fit into the categories you've created. <laughs> this is like true. It's really the, structure. The hero's journey describes my desire for a hamburger at lunch. Like it's <laughs> it's applicable to literally every situation. It's like inciting incident, like hunger, but I deny the call. I don't feel like getting up. But then, like, nah, I really am hungry. You know, like <laughs> supernatural aid. It's uh one of the Uber apps. Yeah, the, you get a push notification for five dollars off fi- Burger King. The fifty-minute low point is you get to the restaurant, but there's like eleven people in line in front of you. <laughs> That's the big the gloom. Of despair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like this movie was actually pretty entertaining. Like I had maybe it's because I went in with really low expectations, but mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Definitely not the best, but I think it, it was. I like that the drones had different aesthetics for the different branches of military. That was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I think. Oh my god, better than oh, Iron go ahead, Man Sam. three, probably. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. It, but I'm yeah. sure Iron Man three is trash. Yeah, I I do have like a really big problem with this movie, and that's uh, the problem is that um, Mickey Rooks fingernails disturb the fuck out of me. <laughs> Those were so creepy. And every time we would cut to a close-up, I'm just like, what oh, is wrong typing. with his yeah. hands? I did not notice that. Also, one thing we didn't mention is uh, Kate Mara had a brief cameo. That's right. And yeah, I, she's oh, a federal agent. Yeah. Observed him the papers. Yeah. And I was like, Brett, it's the chick from House of Cards. He's like, no, it isn't. She looks way different. And then I was like, it is her. Uh-huh. Then we also had uh, Gary Shandling as uh, Senator Stern. Yeah, mm-hmm. been in a bunch. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's named Senator Stern because uh, Howard Stern is a huge fan of his. Really? So it was like oh. a little nod. Yeah, I was watching on oh. Amazon. So like every once in a while, I'd get like a little trivia thing. Oh, I have to say that was like a slightly disappointing note to end on. Like it was really like, oh, this is so great. Like Iron Man, you know, got him to give him the award. Like what a satisfying twist, you know, for that. But then he like stabs him with the the little pin and he's like, oops, (laughs) don't you just hate a prick or something and well, i was just like well yeah. now he's like on top and it doesn't it's a feel satisfying rivalry. he's in several oh movies. yeah mm-hmm. oh is it i i liked it i liked it i thought it was cute but my big thing was it's like a personal like fuck you but now yeah. he just gets like all his constituents to be like oh he's the guy that awarded iron man which is <laughs> the exact opposite of what he wanted <laughs> yeah so final final thoughts guys no one final read thoughts. justin hammer his miranda rights <laughs> oh Sorry, i noticed that as he was getting arrested but uh i'd watch it again I, I i thought it was a good time and it was kind of cool seeing these early characters and how they are so dramatically different 
Yeah, mm. for sure. I think uh, I also had a pretty good time watching it. I I have like a couple of thoughts. One is I was describing Face Off as the movie where everything exciting happens in the first and last 10 minutes. And I feel like a little <laughs> bit that way. Well, not, but not really with this one because the first 10 minutes were actually just that con- congressional courtroom trial thing that was like super boring. But it was all kind of like lead but up for the one fight. It was at so the end. quippy. How are we bored? It was it was so RDJ bored. at his quippiest quippy. Agreed. Uh, yeah, but and, some of those quips were pretty bad. I know. I'm being. I'm, being <laughs> um, I'm really glad that as the series progressed, that they found better, more justifiable reasons to have people with their heads out of the helmets because. Mm. The first two Iron Man movies, and I think the third one, just really get under my skin when, like, in the middle of the fight, they pull their helmets off and start chatting with each other. And it's just, what what the fuck are you doing? You're going to (laughs) die. Because Whiplash just, like, takes his helmet off right before he dies. Literally no reason for him. Also, he's only, like, armored Whiplash for all of 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's the oh, the third yeah the the one real battleshipping moment of the movie is during that race the race car thing where he shows up and starts whipping whipping cars it was it, nobody even the, during the initial viewing of this movie I was like screaming to myself like where are the guards with guns just one just one bullet at him will will stop this yeah. disaster also uh, I would like to preface I've been hit by a car. Getting hit by a car puts you out. You're done. Yeah. You don't just go, oh, yeah. I'll keep whipping. I'll get into a fight with Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. But he was really beefy and strong. He was I was a I was a bodybuilder at the time. Don't take this from me. Don't take this from me. Oh my god. I know this. It's a fact. If the, you can get the more muscle, you get to a certain point and you can literally withstand anything. This is a, I mean, a challenge the rock, to the internet. Right? If you see Pat on the street. Oh no, fuck, don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you, Pat. <laughs> No, you murdered our ghost. I'm gonna eat your flesh. Uh, but o- overall, I thought this was it was fun. Uh, I think everybody had some really good points, and like I mostly agree with the the things that we wish weren't in the movie. Like, I love Sam Rockwell, but he could have just been gone. Yeah, your my battleshipy moment was the moment when an unaf- unidentified silver streak of a man flies into an air force base unannounced <laughs> yes. and nobody shoots him down. I <laughs> no, he, he called, I no. mean, he could have read a he- radio. He I did. He did. I, I guess, was listening with the- headphones and he puts like a whole, like I'm Rose and he does like a whole command sequence to prove that it's not him or that it is him. Oh, because like the way they shoot it though, the, mm. the guys watching are like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like they look very taken by surprise. I think that's probably how they filmed it and then did like a test screening. And then everyone's like, are we just allowing anyone to land in air? <laughs> anyway, uh, Sam, what do you think? Um, I really liked it. I had pretty low expectations and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed. And I was surprised at how much they set up of the Avengers series in this movie. Um, so Overall, I had a really good time. Um, I am surprised at how dated it feels already. Um, so that part kind of surprised me, like the music mostly and obviously the writing. So, yeah, but overall, really good. And you guys are so hard on Queen. 
No, 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 no. Will always I, be relevant. I'm not talking about Queen. I'm talking about okay. the like cheesy like electric guitar riffs throughout the whole oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Queen is gotcha. always relevant and Queen is yeah. timeless. I was Heavy like, metal guitar punk. quits. What the hell? Not so much. <laughs> it's the freeze. How about you, Patrick? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm a fan. It, it's not to like fanboy too hard on them, but honestly, the fact that this is this is considered by all rights, this is this is better than many other comic book movies out there, but this is still considered one of the less like lower ranking offerings just tells you like it's really and they don't need more pets on the back right they've it, they've made it's ridiculous but it's pretty amazing what they accomplished and the fact that all of the MCU movies the worst ones are still pretty okay still yeah pretty, like so yeah I enjoyed the time watching it and it's probably gonna send me down a rabbit hole of rewatching a couple other of the older ones. I hmm. agree. Like the first Thor, I, yeah. which I don't think was good, but now I really I actually watch it. I remember liking just, that one. No, I, I just, re- within the last two months, watched the first and second Thor again, because I love Ragnarok is my favorite MCU movie with a bullet. Yes. Um, and I was like, they're very different tones. I can see why people didn't like them, but I still, there's a lot I did like about them. Yeah, that was mm. how I felt coming out of the theater. I was like, I don't think that was a good movie, but I really liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like when we were going on Screen Snark recently and talking about uh, fucking what's that show? Uh, Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and it's just like this movie, mm. this show, objectively is a bad show, but like I cannot stop no. watching. No, it. no, it's I don't not. think they're objectively bad. The Thor is one and two. Go watch and watch, and especially all credit Tom Hiddleston. He deserved all the early like fandom love he got for Loki. Mm-hmm. You go back and rewatch yeah. the first two Thor movies and you can have issues with their like quote unquote primary villains but fuck he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him being in the series. How dare you attack Sabrina? I know. I, I know. I, I, was, I was expressing my love of Sabrina even though it's not good. <laughs> it's, but it is good. I'm not going to watch it so I'm not going to don't you guys are not going to get me to watch it. Do watch it. it. It I'm is the beautifully goth. I art have to directed. stay neutral in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm covered in skull tattoos. I can't say anything. I'm just. Gonna I think that's it. what I like about it. Is it's just like it's, so. Yeah. The I art love direction the dark. is flawless. Yeah, it's unabashedly goth. Yeah, exactly. That was on screen snark. That was my summary of it. Was gothic teen drama. Yeah. Yes. Goth, goth. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like cheesy writing, but I think it's. It's specifically written for that target audience. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll defend it forever. Uh, that that I tasteless that target audience. <laughs> I just, love it too. Can we get Justin's <laughs> final thoughts? I want to really say that I think this movie is a lot better than what a lot of people say about it. Because I'd probably put it in the upper mid tier than lower. Yeah, like I agree. It like the more we talked about it, and like the reason I was like, oh, I don't really remember a lot, but I'm remembering character moments. And I'm like, oh, that's really what this movie was about. It's like the evolution of this character instead of being like putting like this whole other like corporate espionage story to the sideline and being like, this is Tony Stark's struggle. And I was like, oh, that's 
actually way more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. They definitely opened with a thing where it seemed like it was going to be more of his corporate nonsense. And then, yeah, they really got into, mm-hmm. yeah, his own <laughs> like mortality. <laughs> his own mortality. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. wanted more of bird. bird. Yes. <laughs> My bird. My bird. I wanted him yeah. to get that real bird back. Did his bird I feel die? Like, no, no, I don't know. They never bird. really they talked it about bag. it. They put it in a bag and he I got it out. Like but was it his, that, that was, was his bird? Okay. I don't know if it was his no, bird. No, it wasn't his bird. But he still cared for it. But he's yeah. still, yeah. He's still a bird Although lover at heart. In that oh. sequence, when he says, take his shoes, I was like, oh, that is an evil move. That is like a move from someone who has like done this before. And it's so good. Yeah. Take his shoes. I feel like this movie, for my review, I was very pleasantly surprised. Like I also had really low expectations, especially going in and hearing that it's like so low on so many's like people's marvels list Mm -hmm. uh and i feel like this movie obviously could have been better obviously had the problems that we talked about but to be perfectly honest i was not bored i found it really entertaining uh i i found the just a lot of the scenes a lot more interesting than normal marvel movies i'm gonna say something controversial but I liked it more than Captain Marvel, which I thought was a very boring movie. Captain Marvel was a little, a, a little fell back into the hey, season one formula yeah. a little bit. That's uh, yeah. part of feminism is you're allowed to say that's a, not right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, like I'm well, all for like female superhero representation, but like the plot of that movie was just boring. And this was a lot well, more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I what, liked what it. What really carries this movie is that he's weakened. In like in a, yeah, in like a Captain exactly. Marvel situation, she's so overpowered that where in this movie he has a really low, low. Like I, I know you didn't like the party scene, Pat, but I saw that and that's fucking sad. Like yeah, you know, exactly. DJ has I didn't been there. like it. I wasn't the biggest. I know. I think I was a little more. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It felt a little hokey, but yes, it, it is sad too, and it, it, it's yeah. I like point, seeing his a, character evolution, you know? The, right. like, the like depressed he's this, clown, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, on the outside, ah, I'm Iron Man, I'm rich, all these people are here partying with me, but in the inside, not only am I physically dying, I'm incredibly depressed and sad. But, like, but that, I, want, I would like more of that, honestly. Again, yeah, I, I, I think it could have been more. The more I think about it, the more, oh, I would have really like loved more. I feel like maybe you want Iron Man 3 then. More of, <laughs> no, but more of, like, the Vanko versus him. And Tony's yeah. world crumbling because they 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 hinted at it right like he's not really involved in the company anymore. Pepper's running it, and he has a, that would have been much more interesting, I think, and made this movie. This movie, I think, would have been really, 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 really good if they'd really taken a deeper dive on that and just like bit by bit, his whole life is kind of dismantled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, it mm-hmm. could be like by Vanco, and you don't have to have like the Justin Hammer that felt shoehorned in. It could be like a faceless organization breaks him out and like there's hints that they're Hydra, right? Like you don't have to yeah. outright say it yet, but it could be like, just like a symbol on a wall in the background. That's totally. like the Hydra symbol. And he has these resources and these people, and it could even be the sen- And People are like, don't worry about it. We're here to help you, you know, achieve your goal. And it would be more about Vanko, like, crippling tony's image his world and everything literally losing everything at some point and very yeah, like empire real, right like that the real villain is actually tony like mm-hmm. he's 
he's getting in his own way. And like that would be so much more interesting to to heighten that and like see like, oh, the the huge obstacle actually isn't this other Russian dude. It's actually Tony. You know, I wonder I mean? how much like, of that was in Favreau's original script before Marvel was like, add all the probably shield. Probably a lot. Uh, well, maybe, but he didn't actually write this movie. Justin Thoreau did. Yeah. Oh, well, I just know there was like rewrites while they were filming, which is like really late for rewrites. Yeah. There could have been an interesting point where you take all those sequences with Tony, but then you have uh, Ivan, uh, like, because you show that he's an accomplished hacker. Like he hacks Tony's stuff and then leaks that information. Like he does mm. video of him at the party and then shows that to the general public, being like, "This is your Iron Man." Oh man, this yeah, is yeah that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I oh, totally so thought that that was the point of that scene because, like, it cuts to that wide shot and everybody's out there, like, with their cell phones, like, filming him, mm-hmm. and then he even like does the like and scares them, and I was like, "Oh, that's going on YouTube or social media." But they didn't do that, which was weird. Although I am very scene. glad we didn't get like the scene of the YouTube page with the numbers counting up and being like, look at all of these views. <laughs> but like, yeah. at least it would have moved the plot. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to have Robot Rock, we can handle YouTube page. <laughs> True. <laughs> right on. Well, I guess that was Iron Man 2. Uh, Justin, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, do you want to give another plug for your uh, the various ways people can find you and the what you're yes. selling and what you're doing and what you what selling? selling? <laughs> you got the drugs, I got the money. Let's do it, baby. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at oh no Justin O, or you can just type in Justin Osterling O S T E R L I N G, uh, or on Instagram under I am Justin O. Uh, my comic book with Curtis Weeb of Rat Queens will come out March fourth. Uh, that'll be issue one so and then soon. another issue every, yeah, and then every month after that. And then you can find me every Tuesday at 2 p.m. at twitch.tv slash Inc. with Pat Edwards as we play Dungeons and & Dragons. And I play a angry Hispanic goblin who <laughs> stabs so a lot of stuff and makes a lot of very evil deals. It's, it's a very entertaining show. Yes. Thank you. I only drink sometimes on that show. (laughs) (laughs) All credit is due to Justin's awesome. Tim, our DM is awesome. Kim and Josh are amazing. And our fallen comrade, Christina, because she had to get a real job so she couldn't do the day streams anymore. All right, Ash, engage the audience. So I have a fun announcement to make. In case you guys didn't already know, I'm launching a new YouTube channel, and it's called Fill It Yourself. If you haven't seen any of Ash's other work for uh, the LinkedIn education stuff, uh, she has that YouTube Tips Weekly, uh, very oh, yeah. very high quality uh, course on how to be good at YouTube. Uh, but thank you. This new channel yeah. sounds like it's about filmmaking. Yes. So the new channel, you can go to tinyurl.com/fiy-channel, and it's fiy for film it yourself. It's all about filmmaking. So it's going to be a bunch of filmmaking tutorials. Um, I'm also going to do product reviews for other filmmaking stuff. Um, you know, like shoulder rigs or lights or cameras or whatever. Uh, so come check it out. All I think right. the first awesome. video launching will be about how to format a screenplay. So if you want to know how to format a screenplay without 
buying an expensive screenplay software, come check it out. Right on. You can do it for free. Looking at you. Oh, and also engage the audience. Yes, and engage the audience. (laughs) Ash, engage. And, oh, shit, guys. You know what? I forgot to tweet. I forgot to tweet a picture. I could still do it. Maybe tweet it now yeah, and just assume know. that Mitch or Case got it. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. don't know how far this is in the past. They don't know this um, is 2018. We call out the people <laughs> who guess it. That's the only downside. Yeah, that's why. Um, but you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch, where we do fun things like when I remember, I tweet a photo of what we're watching so that you can guess it. Or we do movie polls, which we should really do a poll again because we haven't done one in a little while. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. follow us for more there. All right. And if you liked our podcast, please give us a five-star review on either iTunes or Google Podcasts and tell your friends. We it's like now Apple Podcasts, by the way. Oh, it's Apple? What yeah, did I no, just iTunes is, is iTunes is dead. I'm an podcasting. old person now. Yeah. All right. I want to give Sorry. them some kind of incentive to leave a five star, other than that they like us. Oh yeah, like we'll call we, you. Maybe we read them on air in dramatic voices. Uh, do, like, we dramatic have of done them. that in the past. Shall we make that promise? I mean, we uh, we we're gonna do it. We don't got. Yeah. I don't got like promise it for it to happen. But if like, yeah, if I you're the like kind of person the... that needs a promise, I guess sure. <laughs> I feel like if we do that, then it feels like then we're like like bribing them, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'll bribe I mean, people for the, a five-star review. That's the best way review. to get an audience. Well, yeah. Yeah, oh. leave your Venmo. Leave your Venmo in your five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> Throw down a review. Hit me up on Twitter. We'll figure it out. And Pat will personally send you $5. <laughs> Pat. I'm pretty sure we have a website. It's somewhere out there. Let's rewatch It's that not time. working, but it's there, maybe. It forwards to something. Uh, cool. <laughs> but, we also uh, have a Facebook group that really means us to re-engage yeah i I would say do we (laughs) We (laughs) i mean it exists um we need to get our our fan ally um on our facebook page she is a historical art master she knows a lot about something something fantastic and amazing and she apparently Loves to tell us all the historical stuff that we yeah, every episode she's like you guys got I, this wrong we got it she's like texts us you got to tell Pat he doesn't know anything about castles from our last episode tactical warfare <laughs> is what she said so, <laughs> so she's we're seeing her on Saturday we're gonna find out what you don't you know and we'll tell you uh, all right I think well, we should have a Discord. Yes, I, I think we're going to set up Discord because I fucking hate Facebook. But uh, anyway, yes, I uh, concur. Thank you again for coming on the show and sitting through our uh, our whole spiel at the end there. <laughs> of course, I started drawing, but thank you guys for having me on. It was right. a blast. Our, and our guest was so bored, he started drawing. <laughs> you were doing I mean, plugs. To be fair, the guy's I, got so much work to do. He's, I am he's, so tired. Uh, uh, thank you guys for having me on and thank you dear listener for listening to however long this podcast so ends up being by Dryad oh so go by Dryad do it okay well join us next time uh, when we watch Shark Zone wow <laughs> not really. as exciting as Sharknado but... true no it's just okay. a zone of sharks just a zone where